0: Welcome to the Big 5D TV podcast, dedicated to conversations with the leaders driving the Africa and Middle East local digital ecosystem. The Big 5D TV podcast is produced by Big 5 Digital, and this episode is sponsored by Duda, the leading web design platform for companies that offer web design services to small businesses. Today's guest is Colin Timmis, the South Africa country manager for Zero, the global cloud accounting platform. We had a great conversation about what it takes to get SMEs to overcome their anxiety about technology and use it to their advantage. And Colin, welcome. Thank you for joining Thanks us. Thanks very much. We appreciate Thank you very having, much for you. having me. Yeah. Glad to have you at our first virtual summit. We actually had a live summit, as you may or may not know, last year in, in Cape Town. And we hope to have live summits again, but uh, we're very excited to be doing this virtual. Event and it's actually a lot of fun to do. And so again, thanks for joining. Uh, your you know your role as the country manager for Zero in uh, in South Africa uh, gives you a lot of perspectives on small business and particularly small business adoption of technology to to run their businesses more efficiently, profitably, and so on. And I, I and you've recently done some some research on on this that we'll I'm sure get into in the course of our, our Q and A here. I wanted to start just with sort of a basic. Uh, uh, premise that I ca- talk to a lot of folks about, which is this notion of uh, COVID being an accelerator for technology adoption. And have you have you seen this in your data? Is this what you've noticed in yeah. the in the market? Can
1: you talk about what you've seen? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's been a very difficult and challenging time for everyone, um, especially for small businesses. Um, you know, the average small business is uh, you know trying to support their community, feed their family. Um, support their staff and, and to do so when you don't have access to markets and information and data becomes very, very challenging when you're isolated um, in your home, for example. And so absolutely, we've all you know, got a little bit of Zoom fatigue at the moment, uh, connecting online and living in this virtual world can be very challenging. And, and it's, it's hugely impactful for small businesses. But we have seen a lot of small businesses adapt really quickly and really well um, as well as a lot of the accountants who we work with who support these small businesses. Uh, whereas they may have, you know, this time last year, been a little bit reluctant to jump onto a video call or understand how a lot of these platforms work, they've had to innovate and they've had to use these technologies and um, move onto a really, really steep learning curve um, to connect with their customers. And it's not just about talking to customers and talking to people and talking to clients online, but it's actually about having access to data having access to information. Um, because a lot of what small businesses do and what accountants do is about processing information, understanding you know, what's available, what's not available, um, having to report on it, get those insights, um, and then grow their business. So the only way to do that has been virtual. The only way to do that has been to adopt technology uh, for the transfer of information and to look to ways to, in some extreme cases, diversify revenue streams and look for other opportunities. Um, And that to a certain extent means that some are doing more e-commerce businesses and moving online and selling online uh, where applicable for some small businesses. Uh, But for the vast majority has just been about, I think, streamlining a lot of their existing processes and looking at ways to make better use of their time um, on things like understanding their customers, um, delivering the best possible products and services and looking for new opportunities. Okay, so
0: uh, a few things I noticed from the data that I thought were interesting, um, and they, they may or may not sort of touch on uh, the, the current environment, or they may be more longer term issues. One of which is this notion that um, small businesses are, are bringing technology on board, but they there's a gap in terms of their internal skill set to to make the best use of the technology. What uh, Talk about that a little bit and sort of what that means in terms and is that going to lead to a slowdown in technology adoption? How do you address that issue? Is it a yeah, systemic I, educational issue or is it more uh, less, yeah. less, less intimidating than that?
1: Yeah, I think um, too many uh, business owners have got a very antiquated view of what um, is required to adopt technology. So they have this view that technology is by its nature complicated and um, like exclusionary. Uh, when in reality, if we have a look at how we all use technology every day through our cell phones and our mobile devices, you know, children as they are young as three or four, you know, are, are quite quickly without any educational training, uh, because of the way technology is designed, its intuitive nature, um, you know, people can adopt technology quite easily. So I don't think that it's it's, it's that technology is complicated. I think it's that our perception of what technology is and how it should be used. There's this breakdown of Um, The difference between useful personal use and useful business use. that somehow personal use is easy. You know, Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and some of these things are are easy to do. But when it comes to my business, it needs to be complicated. And I need a consultant and I need an expert, which is not true. Uh, Most of the best modern technologies um, are intuitive and are designed with the user in mind. Um, and that's particularly true of technology that, 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 that you know, we build um, accounting software, which is probably a perfect example where the perception might be, you know, the words accounting and software do not go together. And if they do, it's going to be complicated. Yeah. Um, exactly. And, 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 and that's absolutely not the case. You know, we now have cases where, you know, people are, are talking about how they love Um, accounting software and how they love business platforms and how it enables and grows their companies and I think it's really probably a little bit of education but education not on actual products and infrastructure but more education that hey it's actually not so complicated you know open yourself up to the possibility recognize what you're using currently and you'll actually find that it's going to benefit you hugely with not too much of an investment
0: now I'm wondering if this is reflecting something um, you know so the development of SaaS over the like, past decade or whatever, whatever po- point you'd begin it at is uh, yeah. one of the things that it's done is it's created sort of this, taken enterprise software and democratized it and brought it down to uh, into apps that small businesses can, you know, access on their phones and are fairly yeah. intuitive. And as you said, do you think that it's a sort of a um, part of the, uh, is not understanding that that has taken place and that exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly, and 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 you know, basic um, a technology um, structure that enables people to pay a monthly subscription for a product, and if they don't like it, they can turn it off. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas you know, it, traditionally, I think people think there has to be a huge capital investment, There have to be contracts that are signed, and I need an expert, you know, to upgrade my infrastructure um, and to do all the training and education. Whereas. Um, you know, you don't do that when you download an app on your phone. An expert doesn't come in and say, this is how you use the app. Um, and that's exactly. what all good technology does now, whether it's, you know, accounting software, e-commerce technology, um, you know, blog writing uh, tools. It, it, mm-hmm. It's intuitive and it's easy to use. And if it's not, it doesn't grow and become popular.
0: Right. You have to scale uh, scale customers' acquisition rapidly in this business. Yeah. And that doesn't yeah. happen if the tools aren't... No. Sort of viral in a sense. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious about the sort of um, app ecosystem. Um, how does Zero work with like other applications? I mean, yeah. through market. And, and talk about that. And I'm also curious about how um, you support or encourage sort of the the, the startup or developer uh, ecosystem yeah. to create new applications.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so one of the, you know, back to the earlier points around education of, of what technology infrastructure in 2020, 2021 looks like, mm-hmm. uh, one of the foundations of, of good, you know, SaaS technology, uh, software as a service, um, for mm-hmm. those that don't, aren't familiar with the acronym, is, is APIs, uh, programming, you know, interfaces, connections, endpoints that enable multiple pieces of software to be connected together. So in the same way that you would download an app onto your, onto your phone, that app is now on your device and is using some elements of your device to represent information and data, you know, so too are various pieces of software and, and product able to connect to one another through APIs. And uh, at Xero, we have an open API that's free to use. You can you know, go to Xero.com, um, look at the developer homepage, and you can freely access that API like thousands and thousands of companies do around the world. And you can actually extract data out Of a zero product and you can push data into a zero product and what we then love to do is um, you know talk to developers and talk to uh, various apps to integrate with our platform and to become approved in our app marketplace because what that enables them to do is to market themselves to all the zero customers around the globe and this is a very important point um, and speaks to uh, the importance of having a mature api and marketplace in that uh, zero, for example, is one product all around the globe, and so if you develop using our APIs, you don't have to develop again in another region. Um, you're essentially accessing the same database, and you can, you know, sell your product in South Africa or in the UK, you know, or potentially in the US, because the maturity of the product is built on a single platform with a single source of truth, and that enables you to scale and just and just grow. Uh, and so we're really, really focused, especially in South Africa. On really building out this developer community and approaching local companies and apps and saying, like, there's a massive opportunity to connect with all of the small businesses that we serve, but also with all of the accountants we serve in South Africa, um, and then to go internationally um, and to sell your products there, as we've already seen with uh, one of our app partners, um, I think they were an app partner of the year, actually, mm-hmm. a company called Sift Analytics. SYFT and they're a great reporting tool and they have customers, you know, in Australia, in the UK, um, and that's all enabled by software. It's all enabled by modern technology um, where you can just, you know, freely go and grab an API, share data, um, build products and create this beautiful ecosystem where um, businesses can scale and they have options and they have choices. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's one of the big differentiators that these APIs create is choice. You know, traditionally, you choose a piece of software and you buy the inventory module or the POS module. um, And that is the module. You have one choice, you know, that's their inventory add on. Whereas in the modern world, like in the zero marketplace, a small business can choose from 10 different inventory add ons, you know, 15 different POS add ons. And it's about what suits your company best. And again, it's trial and buy, you know, so use it, test it, if you don't like it, turn it off, if you do carry on paying for it. So it's really not a complicated um, environment.
0: So back to a reference to the pandemic, have you seen um, a shift in the kinds of applications that are being built as a result? Or is it too too soon to tell?
1: I think it's probably too soon to tell, um, but there's definitely a lot of conversations that we're having with companies that are more interested in what is currently available and what should be available. So companies are realizing that, They're not operating as efficiently as what they probably could. There's a lot of duplication, you know, there's a lot of inefficiencies and time that is wasted. That is not just about, you know, pure efficiencies within the business and operational sort of structure, but it's about what else could they be using their time for? You know, where else could they be servicing customers better or looking for new markets? And how could technology or some sort of integration or app um, help with that process and that scale? Um, and we, for example, at Zero have an app integrator directory where small businesses can go and find app partners who will actually help them recommend and implement some of these apps. Uh, and we have seen a huge increase in the number of applications uh, to those integrators, which I think speaks to this initial wave that I think we'll probably see next year after the holidays where many will come back from leave and realize, you know, we can't operate uh, the way we were. We need to maybe reinvent some of the. of the ways we've been dealing with our data
0: right right and are you seeing again maybe uh, but are you seeing new companies come on board to build software in this environment yeah
1: yeah absolutely i mean my um you know linkedin profile is inundated with companies over the last three months um Mm -hmm. just requesting information on development and wanting to partner and wanting to uh, get into the ecosystem and into the space Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I personally would say, I, I don't think it's you know completely anecdotal, but over the last sort of three months, the number of uh, requests that I've seen from companies wanting to integrate and wanting to build some sort of, um, or make a contribution to the ecosystem, um, is definitely far greater than what it was. I would say in January and February at the beginning of this year, um, it could be just urgency and people wanting to just get back into business and create new opportunities. But I think. Um, if you, I think urgency is probably the right word. I think people are realizing that, look, you know, um, if we're gonna do something, we need to do it soon. And um, mm-hmm. there's definitely a, a, an increased amount of activity uh, with people looking to build integrations to support small businesses and the digitization of, of a lot of their work.
0: Okay, now I, I want to shift a little bit to sort of the small business environment generally. Um, you must have a pretty good view of it, uh, <laughs> given you yeah. know, the amount of data flowing through your platform and so, and so yeah. on. Um, I've asked a lot of this of others. This uh, sort of, what is your sort of, if you're at a scale, your, op, your uh, rate, your optimism level, uh, and and the timeline for recovery, what do yeah. you see as uh, sources of optimism and sources of pessimism? Right, I suppose.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's really tricky, and and we do have some great insights. We actually yeah. just recently released uh, this week, in fact, I think our zero small business uh, insights XSBI. Which tracks and anonymized data in our platform and allows us to see what small businesses are doing. And it's quite interesting to actually see the effects, not just in South Africa, but in all the other regions. So we can see metrics from you know, all the countries around the globe that we operate in. Um, look, I think particularly in South Africa, you know, we have a really challenging environment. Um, you know, the reality for most small businesses here that I tell people globally is that you know, we have to survive. Like there is no plan B for many small businesses in South Africa, like there are very few other options. Uh, You have no other choices. You can't you know so so there is almost this um you know having landed on the beaches and burnt the ships like we have to make it work not, and,
0: there's no corporate job waiting for you to go back G.
1: there's there's nothing you know <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. There, there really is yeah. I mean and I'll say so jokingly but it really is quite serious that you know someone has to someone has to make a plan and I think we've already all we all realize that live here that you know no one else is going to do it for you and you're not gonna get any real support from government um mm-hmm. or any other big uh, big business and so um, you know, the, I would say the accountants we work with, um, there is, it really is an attitude thing. I mean, we just see that so often that the attitude of a lot of the partners that we work with and a lot of the small businesses that we work with are generally ahead of their time, to be fair. You know, these are guys who adopted technology like cloud a decade ago. Right. And so generally they are people that are more optimistic and more um, ready to take advantage of opportunities. And I think, the, I think the stronger message there is, that if you are a small business, you know what is your attitude, what is your plan, what is your perspective, because those are generally the guys who thrive and do well. Um, and I think we'd all agree, you know, South Africa is a land of great opportunity. Uh, we just need people to put it together. It's not that there yeah. isn't opportunity. It's not that there, not that there isn't money. Um, there is enough money. The problem is it just gets you know stolen and wasted, um, and people don't um, you know use it for the right purposes. And so. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, we are far more fortunate than than many other countries around the world. We just need to make sure that we take hold of the opportunities we have, I think.
0: Not a matter of resources, but of allocation.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, Quick last thing. Um, You sort of touched on something that I've observed in other data I've seen in the States and elsewhere, and this notion that... um, Uh, a correlation between technology sophistication and frankly, uh, viability of the business. Do you think that, not not to be a little too Darwinian with the the way I'm phrasing this, but do you feel that when we're at the other side of this, those companies that had adopted technology early, uh, learned how to use it and optimize it, will uh, over-index for survival? um, Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's, it's tricky. Um, You know, not every business is going to be a purely digital business. Um, sure and um, there are some businesses who will use technology in different ways and they will use it for their immediate survival as you point out but ultimately some businesses their you know unique uh, selling proposition is their human um, authentic nature which technology can um, accentuate and bring right. more to the fore um, and so it's not so much about becoming a fully digitized e-commerce business and in fact one of our you know beliefs at zero is that, Technology is there to um, accentuate and bring out the human nature of people. It's a means um, to an end. It's not
0: an end in itself, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and it's it's if anything, you know, if we've learned anything through through this COVID period and through virtual meetings, is I think most people crave that human contact and that human interaction, mm-hmm. and and we would rather be having this conversation in person or in a hall or in an auditorium.
0: Mm -hmm. And it will cost more
1: money and it will be more complicated. Uh, But we will do it. Why? Not just for the outcome, but because the experience is probably a lot better than the experience of being virtual. Um, It's very efficient. It's very digital. It's it's great. It's scalable. It's deliverable. But, you know, is this how we want to live? Uh, Probably not. And so I think that relates back to small businesses. You know, the right tech in the right space at the right time serves its purpose. But ultimately, you should always leverage our like true, authentic uh, human nature. Right.
0: Restaurants still have to make good food, right? <laughs> exactly.
1: exactly. Yeah. Even if they have
0: a great POS system that's integrated yeah. into their accounting well, it, system.
1: Yeah. It, it, somebody's got to be in the kitchen making the chow <laughs> yeah. and making sure that it's tasty. You know, otherwise, yeah. it's a waste.
0: Very, very fair point. Okay. I think we have to wrap it up there. Colin, it was a lot of fun and really appreciate you making time to
1: join us. And uh, hopefully, we'll
0: have you at another event soon. Yeah, no,
1: thank you very much. And uh, thanks very much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it.
0: Great. Thank you again. Take care.
1: Thank you. Bye bye.